Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hub World Podcast. Today, we are going to be continuing our Console Essentials series. After a pretty heated one um, last time with the GameCube Essentials, we're ready to have one that we feel is going to be a little bit more straightforward with our Wii Essentials. So, as always, my name is Jules, and today I am joined by... Mateo. Gino. And Riley. So, again, we're going to be doing our Wii Console Essentials um, today. So... Unlike last time, we had a mediator. Um, that was more because we had a lot of people, and we had a lot of people who wanted to participate, so we tried something new. Today, we're going to go back to our standard kind of form. It's just going to be us four. Um, we're all going to contribute to a degree. So just to remind everybody at home how our console essentials work, what we're doing is we are looking at a console, we're looking at its plethora of games, and we are breaking down the best of the best within that console. We're going to create a shortlist, and from that shortlist, we're going to determine the five most essential games from the console. Now, ways that we determine what's essential is we try to think, okay, for you at home, what do we want to recommend if you were going to go back and play this console? What are five games that um, we think are very representative of the console? We're looking for things like how, like how good are they of course but also like we're not going to recommend a game to you that's not really available anymore so if a game's like an 800 dollars game that's almost impossible to find we're probably not going to recommend it to you we also want to consider list diversity so we're not going to give you four or five rpgs Um, we are gonna you know mix it up now for those of you who didn't tune into gamecube we do have a little bit of a rule we've kind of placed now that we're moving into the to the era where third parties are a lot more prevalent so for the purpose of the wii we will only be considering third parties for our list if they meet one of the following two criteria so either they are an exclusive third party game to the system or if they are um, a unique version of that third-party game. So, for example, if it's a different version, or if it has exclusive features or characters or a different way to play, like that's where it becomes eligible. But if it's just a port of a game that's on another system and there's no real changes, we're not really going to consider it. Um, Now, we also want to remind you at home, this is our personal essentials list. We know that you might have games that you really love that you wish that we would mention, but we can only mention things we've played. So, as such, there may be some omissions. We especially had a massive range of games. Like It was a really big install base, yeah. Had a very big install base. So that being said, we're going to get to our short list. So we're going to go in a turn order. I'll nominate first, and then we'll go to Riley, and then Gino, and end with Mateo. And then um, from there, we will break down our short list and come up with the five games. So the first game I would like to nominate on this list is um, one of my favorites from the system which is Kirby's Return to Dreamland. Now, as somebody who's played nearly every Kirby game ever made and has been a Kirby fan since my Super Nintendo days, I've never been so impressed with a Kirby game as Kirby's Return to Dreamland. Kirby's Return to Dreamland was a complete return to form after Kirby had become a bit experimental. It improved on everything that past Kirby games did, in terms of the like standard formula, it added a lot of copy abilities. It added a lot of new ways to play. It also was the first time that the multiplayer system that was kind of experimented on in Kirby Superstar and um, some other games was really like at the forefront and really worked. Um, being able to play that game of four-player co-op with Meta Knight and King Dedede and um, 
Bandana Waddledee as well as other versions of Kirby was incredible and only enhanced the game. I particularly really enjoyed the fact that even though there was a multiplayer aspect, it didn't rely on the multiplayer aspect, so it was a different experience playing it solo um, than it was playing uh, multiplayer. It was also, I felt like, the culmination of a lot of story and gameplay elements in the Kirby series, and it felt very grand. Like, to me, it almost felt like the Breath of the Wild of Kirby, like, in terms of how, like, it felt like it really honored the whole series. Um, And then on top of that, it is the single hardest Kirby experience in existence because the hard mode of that game is really tough, especially if you play it as a group. Um, And we actually, us four, we played it together. And that, like, I had a really great experience with that game, playing it by myself. And then playing it again with you guys, like, only made me love that game even more because it made me realize how, like, dynamic the game was in terms of what it offered. So that's my first nomination. And my first pick is going to, I'm going to go with Super Paper Mario, which is not only my favorite Paper Mario game, but one of my favorite Nintendo games ever. And that's largely due to the fact that Count Black is the best villain that Nintendo's done. I'm going to say it. The story in that game is fantastic. It's dark. It's emotional at times. Uh, I understand people aren't a big fan of the change of gameplay from uh, Thousand Year Door to Super. But I would like to assert that it's probably the most unique in the series. And it's, in general, it's just very unique given that not a lot of, it's a very weird combination of having platformer RPG. And uh, some of the features they use for the Wii with uh, changing the planes and using the Wiimote to scan is, I think, well implemented. It wasn't too obtrusive in the gameplay experience. But really the star of the show in that game is the story. And I highly recommend people who haven't played it do so. Yeah, it's also one of those games that's like, and you get this a little bit later on in the Wii, Wii's lifespan, but definitely not early, you didn't get it a lot, but it's one of the games that really didn't rely on motion controls, like it was just I mean, a game. It, it did a little bit with, again, with a little bit. it's a very good game. If you're expecting it to be like other Paper Marios, you might be disappointed, but if you go into it, it's just understanding it's in the, the Paper Mario style and has that sort of humor and charm but is its own beast in terms of gameplay, then you'll you'll be uh, you'll have a good time. Good nomination. How about you, Gino? So for me, what I'm gonna go and go off right away is I I want to nominate Legend of Zelda: Twilight Princess just because you guys kind of hit upon it in the previous episode with the GameCube. Is that I feel like this game, even though it came out for both consoles, the GameCube and the Wii at the same time. It was just done better on the Wii with the motion controls, right? Because it was the first time we got to see anything like that. You could aim. Uh, and it really showed off the tech of the of the Wii Remote also, right? So you could aim your bow with where you're pointing the Wii Remote on the screen. Same thing with your uh, claw shots. If you wanted to enter the first-person view, you can look around with that as well. You kind of just shake your sword, left you know, the Wii Remote left and right, Link swings the sword. It was done in a way that wasn't really obtrusive, kind of like other motion control games where it's just like you didn't have to like swing your sword at a very precise angle. You just had to like just wag it a little bit in your hand and it would it would register like okay you're swinging your sword you're going to go out and do your thing and that's um one of the things that i that i personally enjoyed about that game and like the dungeons were good the music was good the characters were fun i know we're nominating a zelda game but i feel like this one just did a really good job and i know it's uh, one of your favorites jules 
Yeah, it definitely, if not my, like, definitely my favorite. And I first experienced it on Wii, so. The Wii just did this game better, I find. Even though, like, yes, technically it is a GameCube game, it's just a lot of my early memories and my fond memories are of this game on the Wii. Mateo. I'm actually going to continue the Zelda talk here. I'm going to nominate for my first nomination Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. Damn it, I thought you were going to nominate Link's Crossbow Training. <laughs> in all seriousness Skyward Sword was the Zelda game that was built for the Wii and particularly or specifically with Wii Motion Plus in mind now I think the story is probably one of the best stories in the whole Zelda series and the relationship that Link and Zelda have throughout that game is actually quite well done and also a common complaint that I have with a lot of Zelda games is that the dungeon items kind of feel useless or whatever after you beat the dungeon. And But with Skyward Sword, you're constantly having to cycle in and out of your weapons that you've gone throughout your adventure. And you actually get your items really quickly in that game. So you're just constantly cycling them out, which makes them feel actually useful. The music is phenomenal. I think it's the first Zelda game that had a orchestrated soundtrack. The actual motion controls on Wii are better, I feel, than they are on Switch, just because you're not having to constantly recalibrate your controls. Like you, do, like you have to constantly be pressing Y on the Joy-Cons to calibrate your sword or whatever. You know, it's the first game in the Zelda timeline, and just how much fan service and universe building there is in that game, it's just really really special and i just think there's a lot of small seeds that they planted in skyward sword that have been fully realized in breath of the wild and it it made at least my my experience revisiting that game recently with skyward sword hd a lot more enjoyable so there could be some recency bias with this pick but i just find that some of the dungeons are really good in that game the boss fights are pretty solid like it's a really solid zelda game and i think it gets overlooked a lot, but now hopefully that changes a bit. I have to pick Skyward Sword, I think, for my first one. I think there is a little bit of recency bias, Mateo, but I, I respect that choice. But it is it's, a solid it's... game. Like Skyward's one of those games that every time I play it, it's like it gets better. Yeah. So I like I agree with you. Like Skyward Sword, when I first played it, I really liked it, and then my opinion kind of shifted for a little bit. But as I go to it more and more, the more and more I actually appreciate it. Like, I think we had certain expectations of the game coming off of Twilight Princess and based off of what we thought of, like, the first game in the timeline and things like that. And then it was different than what we had expected. And that might have been a little bit hard to digest. But I think the more and more that we accept it for what it is, it's like Super Paper Mario, like Riley mentioned, right? Like, I think a lot of the negative feedback toward both of these games was very much based off of prior like expectations but once you take a step back and like it's been a while and it's like well now these games have existed for such a long time and we know what they are and every time you play them and you already accept that there's something different it's easier to appreciate them and easier to recognize like hey these are actually really good games and a lot of the criticism isn't really criticism it's really just these games are different than what people expected them to be I'm going to move into a game that... No, I'm not going to talk about that game yet. 
I'm going to recommend what might be one of our only third parties on this list. And I mean, Mateo and I have both played this game. I've played it technically with like the reason technically this game is on more than one console. The reason I'm suggesting it here is because this is the best way to play the game. Um, And I can see that having first played it on a system without motion controls and then again playing it on a system with motion controls. But Okami released on Wii as well as PS2, but often is attributed to being a Wii game. Like Okami, so if you don't know what Okami is, it's a Capcom game. It features that white wolf that you've probably seen show up in a ton of merchandise. Amaterasu, she was also in Marvel vs. Capcom, but it's a Zelda kind of like game. Um, It's in a very like Japanese setting. But one of the mechanics of the game is casting like spells. And the casting of those spells is by drawing symbols. Now, you can do that by holding whatever the L button on PS2 and like using your stick to draw it. But what made it way more seamless and fun was when you didn't have to use a stick to do that. You could just very quickly and seamlessly do it by doing it with the Wii Remote. And I've been playing it on Switch, and um, so I've had that similar experience now and i see how this game was really built to have motion controls it was built around this ability to be able to control the brush with motion and it just makes that system feel less like a a slog because i feel like one of the big problems one of the big criticisms with okami if you haven't played it on wii is the fact that that really slows down the gameplay like every time you need to to draw something with the the paintbrush which can be quite often it really shuts down the gameplay whereas with motion controls it's seamless it's like okay i'm casting something it's just like draw and that's like it's very quick um but anyway okami is a really good game um it's one of the only games out there that's very similar to um, a zelda like structure there's not a lot of zelda clones out there at least not a lot that do it well um but this one does and it's a very long game incredibly long but the story is tight the music is amazing the art style is timeless like even now that it's been remastered it's like one of those ones like wind waker or even like skyward sword that you don't really need to do a lot other than upresing the models and the textures to make it look good because it's just one of those timeless aesthetics um that just works and even though it's only had technically two games although the second game wasn't that well received as a sequel yeah most people don't know it has a sequel on ds like it's one of those games that like even now it still has a presence within gaming because it it was really good and it, it made its mark so i i'm gonna throw kami on here my next game is also one of the really early wii titles and i think that it's fair to say that no wii experience like fundamentally understanding okay what these motion controls are meant to do. Like, especially in the early days, I remember unwrapping my Nintendo Wii on Christmas Day of 2006. Our mom looked absolutely everywhere for this thing. And the tie-in Damn. game Wii Sports is, it has to be on that list. As basic and plain as it is, it explained motion controls better than any words possibly could. Because my, I think, 84-year-old grandfather at the time was able to pick up the remote and he's never played a video game before. He, and he was able to understand exactly what to do right away with this little television remote, as he called it. And having the, the Wii remote itself as the instrument to be your golf club or be your baseball bat or your bowling ball or your 
anything like that. It is an essential experience. And because it was the tie-in game, it really explained that philosophy of this is what a game with motion controls can do, albeit it's very basic. And I understand that, but it is such an important game in the console's history. And it was the tie-in game until we Sports Resort came out and the Motion Plus, right? So all, all my games have been said, so I'm just going to sit here and when we get to deliberations, I'll contribute. Okay. My second pick is going to be... Hmm. Do I pick the first game or do I pick the sequel? Uh, actually, I'm going to go with the sequel. I'm going to pick Super Mario Galaxy 2. This first Super Mario Galaxy is great and all, but I just find that the sequel improved upon the game in a lot of different ways. I find that the addition of Yoshi really helped the flow of the game, and it added an extra layer for platforming and for Mario's power-ups in general, because like Yoshi became a power-up as well. The music in that game is fantastic, like the first was. The level design, I think, is the most important difference, because now like the, the Nintendo team that made galaxy had that game under their belt they knew what the Wii could do the Wii remote what it could do and the second game i feel like the the levels were way more innovative in that game and the fact that there wasn't a hub world in that game like the comet observatory you just were on starship mario and you could go from level to level it just made the flow of the game a lot smoother the last thing i wanted to mention with super mario galaxy 2 is actually the throwback galaxy which was Thwomp's Fortress from Mario 64, that was a huge shot of nostalgia for me, and I just think it's stuff like that that I really like about video games, that in this case, Nintendo reimagined a classic Mario level from their past and brought it into the future with the new version of Mario, and I just Nintendo were almost the kings at that so, but yeah, Super Mario Galaxy 2, I just think gets the nod above Super Mario Galaxy 1 for me. It's been a bit longer since I've replayed it, but I just think it's a really solid game, and Nintendo needs to re-release that game because the fact that it wasn't represented in Mario's 35th anniversary is just completely absurd. So Super Mario Galaxy 2. Okay, well, I mean, I probably would have gone with a different game before, but since we're on this topic, I might as well nominate Super Mario Galaxy 1. I'm of the opposite opinion. While I can acknowledge that gameplay-wise, Super Mario Galaxy 2 does do some very creative things and in some ways is better, I just think as a package, Super Mario Galaxy 1 is just so much more memorable. Like, it's the first time they did something like that. It felt super epic. Like, it was the first time I really felt like Mar- a Mario game was epic. I remember fighting Bowser and, like, the the insane orchestral music in the background and like it felt intimidating um there was some really cool story elements in mario galaxy like there was even though there wasn't like a lot of narrative the narrative weight felt very grand and very big um and very cool and i liked that about super mario galaxy and then rosalina was obviously one of the most popular mario characters potentially to ever come out of modern mario and just like steal the show and her backstory was incredibly well written it was something that hadn't been seen in a mario game before and just the galaxies that are in the first mario galaxy the framework of like having an actual hub world 
um, and the way that the the galaxy is like connected. I just I really feel like Super Mario Galaxy is in its own right one of the best Mario games of all time, and rightfully so. And it's also just one of those games that like when I look at Wii, I really feel like Wii is split into two eras. There is this early Wii era where Wii was being marketed as the evolution of the GameCube and it was the Nintendo revolution and all the games felt like grand and big and like the next big thing coming off of GameCube. And like, they tried to be a little bit more mature and edgy and like Mario galaxy is one of those games. Whereas I feel like later we is where they really start to dip into their casual market and the games start to take a tonal shift. But I really feel like Mario galaxy is one of those last games from that early idea for the Wii where like they were like the next big Mario game is going to be the biggest adventure he's ever gone on. It's going to be the darkest Mario story of all time. Like it, which it was like the world gets blown up at the end. Right. Like that's dark for Mario. Like I, I did really like Mario galaxy and while Mario galaxy two, like I said, gameplay wise, I think you'd be argued it's better. I don't think it's a full package. I would consider it as essential as Mario galaxy one. So I will, I will nominate Mario galaxy one. Dang, that's what I was gonna say. Except you did it a lot more eloquently, Jules. I will. I will say. I guess my next, uh, my next pick here. I gotta pull up my list. Well, I guess we can stay on the the Mario train here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna nominate New Super Mario Bros. Wii, just because I want to say that it did 2D Mario better than New Super Mario Bros. did on the DS because it added the four-player co-op multiplayer, which would be, really become a staple for the um the mario franchise going forward in other games like new super mario bros u mario maker super mario 3d world yeah and even bowser's fury right like it added that kind of competitive co-op as well as like a fun kind of co-op mode it brought the the two-player and multiplayer aspect of the mario franchise back in a really 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 full fully fleshed out way you brought back uh, the traditional power-ups as well as introduce new ones like the penguin suit and the, uh, the ice flower yoshi's makes an appearance and all in all great music great co-op and mateo and i had a lot of fun when this one came out that's a really good point you know like i didn't have new super mario bros wii on mine but you're right like it was the cornerstone of like nintendo's shift to co-op gaming within their adventure games because that was really the first one they did it in. And then it started to show up in Kirby and then it started to show up in Donkey Kong. And it started to show up um, like even now, like very rarely do you even have a game by Nintendo that's purely a single player experience other than like Zelda. So like that, and I think that was a positive shift. So like, I didn't even think about that. Like that, that's a very notable reason to, to include this game. Also the best new Super Mario Bros game, in my opinion. I have a lot of really fond memories with that game. Like Gino said, I remember when that game came out, like, that was the last time I had really, really, really been sick. And I was, like, bedridden for a week. But my dad surprised me by buying that game. And that's what my I was doing. <laughs> Playing New Super Mario Bros. Wii constantly. I love the fact that we could have a bunch of people over and play. And it's just... It's honestly... It is one of the most memorable games on the Wii. For that reason. For me, at least. So, yeah, that was one of the games I had on my... Uh, on my short list. My next nomination, I think, I'm going to go with an off-the-wall pick here. I'm probably the only one that would vouch for this game. But one thing I haven't really shared about myself on the, the channel thus far is that I'm a really big Disney fan. 
and not just of the classic Disney movies, but also the Disney parks. And there was a game that released on Wii exclusively, and I had to double check this because I had sworn it was really released on other platforms, but no, to this day it is still a Wii exclusive, and that is Disney's Epic Mickey. Like I said previously in the GameCube Essentials, how like Mario Strikers gave Mario attitude. It was that. Epic Mickey was the same way for Mickey Mouse and for like classic Disney because Mickey was always seen as this squeaky clean character and all that. But then Epic Mickey was a very, very dark game. And even the way Mickey was designed in that game, like he got angry and like his he was very emotive in that game. And I just love the fact that, like, it takes place in a world where there's forgotten Disney characters and forgotten Disney attractions and stuff like that. And it was Disney versus Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, who was the first Walt Disney animated creation. You would go through the worlds. Yen Sid was in the game as well. And, like, the, Mickey had this magical paintbrush that could create or remove objects in the environment. and I just love the fact that, like, there was, like, a morality system type thing in the game, which was, like, really weird. Uh, and just, like, you could travel between worlds in, like, these 2D segments that were based on classic Mickey Mouse shorts. And I thought that was really inventive as well. Like, that that was what a great way to travel between areas and, like, also be a reference to Disney things in that from the past. It's just epic Mickey... Is filled with Easter eggs and filled with fan service. I just think that it worked really well for the Wii because the pointer controls were really precise and it wouldn't have worked on a traditional control scheme. That's probably why it hasn't really been re-released today. It was a really solid 3D platformer and it was honestly one of the last great games that Disney Interactive Studios made. So Epic Mickey, I would highly recommend it, even if it doesn't make it on the list. That's kind of like my... I like having like one of those like selfish-type picks for um, uh, the games I recommend. So yeah, i got to go with Epic Mickey. I think that was one of the games that helped make you a, like, a traditional Disney fan, because you were going through, I remember, and you're like, oh my god, it's this character from Peter Pan, or like, oh my god, it's an- another one of this character. I don't know who that is. Who is it? And then you'd go down this little rabbit hole... And like try to discover who all these characters and things were. That's a really good pick, honestly. Gino, do you have one? It's actually your turn, Jules. You're correct. You know what? Like most of the games I'm looking at that I still have that I could put down, I I do feel like most of them are like I don't know if I'm going to mention them. Um, and you guys might mention them, so I'm going to leave them. But I think the one that I'm definitely going to say is Xenoblade Chronicles. Now I know that. I think everybody here has played some of Xenoblade Chronicles, but I think I'm the only one who played it to completion. And I've done so twice, um, both in the original and with the remake. And I firmly believe that Xenoblade Chronicles is one of the best RPGs of all time and most likely the best modern JRPG of all time. It's up there with things like Persona and like the newest Dragon Quest, but it's like incredible. Like I remember playing through that game and thinking that the story was close to ending like six times because that game is like, it is what it says. Xenoblade Chronicles. The reason it's called Chronicles is like that game is like a Chronicle. It's like you're playing a ton of different games. The amount of twists, the amount of turns, the amount of story arcs, like it's 
the story is phenomenal. Um, the gameplay isn't going to be everybody's cup of tea, but I think it's a very innovative, engaging gameplay element, especially if you do choose to play as Shulk, because then you get the time mechanic that's a little bit different than all the other characters. But there is that freedom of playing as any character within your party of characters. Um, and there is a solid cast. There's a bunch of different roles. There's a bunch of different ways to play. It has a good gear system. Really great story. Tons of content. Like You can play that game for like 200 hours. And I think there's a reason why Xenoblade and Monolith Soft have become so important to Nintendo. And I think it's because they look at it as this very critically successful series. And even when it underperforms commercially, they understand the importance of it. Because it's more than just something that's going to make them money like it's now become one of those legacy pieces um because of how incredible it is like i genuinely believe it is nintendo's response to final fantasy and coming two decades late to that game they're doing a hell of a job of competing with it because it's really great um and in many ways xenoblade is what final fantasy should be right now um, because it's way more focused on the JRPG mechanics than it is on the action. And that's a good thing. It's trying to keep that genre alive. And I, that's all I can really say about it. But it's, it's phenomenal. It's a fantastic game. I do have to get back in there and finish it, Jules. I had every intention on doing that. But I did get distracted with some other games. Um, I know what put me off was Ryan's voice acting. Honestly, I'm looking through my list and I'm just I'm seeing a bunch of games and re-releases and like the Wii is kind of a difficult system, at least for me to nominate stuff for just because this was the uh, this was the time when I'd gotten an Xbox 360 and I'm like, I don't need to play Nintendo games. I'm going to go play Xbox and I'm going to go play Halo 3 with all my friends. Also listen to so and I and I know and I know Riley can definitely attest to this because he was the friend I was playing Halo with <laughs> for a, a large portion of this uh, time period. But there was one game that did manage to suck me away from my Xbox, and I do have to say, it is Animal Crossing City Folk. Uh, this was the game that got me personally into the Animal Crossing series because it was just lighthearted. You had the city mechanic where you could leave your little village and go and experience the bustling city uh get you would get more higher end items and stuff from the shops there there were different characters that you could interact with as well as just other things that you could do in this game my cousin had lent me wild world and i was playing that and i had a lot of fun with it with all the nintendo furniture and like city folk really stepped up the like a lot of the nintendo like nostalgia and like uh, the Nintendo furnitures and things. So I had like an entire Zelda themed room, which was really cool. And honestly, City Folk was just one of those fun games because we could connect with our other friends over the internet. We didn't have to be within the same room because you could just connect with the Nintendo Wi-Fi connection. And I remember going to, to Jason's town in particular, Mateo, and he would just be like, do not run on my grass. I have perfect grass. And just the shenanigans that we would get into and just the amount of trolling we would do to each other was just great. I honestly had a blast with Animal Crossing City Folk. Shout out to Sarah, because I believe she said in our GameCube episode that Animal Crossing City Folk is her favorite Animal Crossing game. So I do have another another nomination here. It's probably my last one, because I think... I feel like my other one would be will probably be said by next time around, but the Wii was a very accessible system. Lots of people had it. It's Nintendo's best-selling home console. And 
you'd think there would have been more revivals of classic IP because of the massive install base than the high, and the higher chance of the games being successful. But there really isn't very many. But the one that really comes to mind for me is Punch-Out. Punch-Out on Wii was developed by Next Level Games, and they were coming right off of Super Mario Strikers and Super Mario Strikers Charged. And I honestly think because of the work they did on Mario Strikers and the character models and the personalities that they gave the Mario characters, they were honestly a really good decision for a studio to make the revival of Punch-Out because Punch-Out's all about the characters and the Little Max opponents. Like, yeah, a lot of them are, are, are stereotypical, whatever, the stereotypical Italian, the Frenchman, whatever. They're the stereotypes of the countries they're from, but... I just think like the the art style that they put on it, it made it really really cartoony, and just like the really really tight gameplay and the the difficulty curve of that game are among the best uh, that Nintendo's ever made. When I think about it, like I remember just and to this day it happens every once in a while when I go to Yako's house and he's just randomly playing Punch Out because he's still trying to beat. Donkey Kong and the the highest cup or the highest circuit in that game and he still can't do it and it's honestly really <laughs> funny to watch like I think it's the ultimate punch out game there's only been 3 if you and 4 if you count the arcade but like I think punch out made it on our NES essentials list it was this huge game and then it was gone like it, there and there was an SNES punch out super punch out but it didn't really hit the same highs as the original punch out did on NES but like it went two generations of being dormant, and then it comes back out of nowhere on Wii. And I don't think it was as popular as it w- should have been, but playing it and knowing people that were fans of Punch Out when it came out, played it, uh, played it this time around on Wii. They really liked it, and I honestly really liked it too. I I got it a few years ago, and I just love the characters in that game. If you want, probably the most accessible. Probably the best Punch-Out game, I think, by default. Punch-Out Wii is your game. And if maybe one day Nintendo will make another one, I don't know. The Switch would be perfect for it, but who knows. But yeah, Punch-Out Wii, shout-out to... I don't know who the composer is of that game. I know Next Level Games. In any case, that's a good good one. I think I only... Like, I have a pretty hefty list of games that I could nominate, but I think I'm only going to nominate one more. Um, and that's going to be Donkey Kong Country Returns. Now, I I know like we've had these conversations before about like what are the best Donkey Kong games, and Donkey Kong Country Returns isn't often the one that we will say is the best Donkey Kong game. But damn, that game when it was announced, like Donkey Kong was returning like for the first time in so long in its like core franchise, and of course like. Its sequel builds off of what it does um, very, very well and very substantially. And the game isn't what it was back in the SNES, but that game was phenomenal. Like it, I remember like when it was announced, people went nuts. When it was released, people went nuts. When I played it, I went nuts. Like it was such a well-made game. It's one of those games that's just like, it does what it does very, very well. And it's still like, even if you call it the fourth best Hong Kong game or the third best Hong Kong game, it's still incredible and still better than a lot of 2D platformers out there. Um, and I think it would be a travesty to not mention how important that game was to the Wii. So that's my, I think that's going to be my final one. 
I'll save some for honorable mentions, but that's my final. You didn't say you went bananas. I did go bananas. You said you went nuts. (laughs) Just quickly, fun piece of trivia: Donkey Kong Country Returns was the last game I ever rented at Blockbuster. I could have kept that game. Blockbuster when they went under like a few weeks after I rented it. Could have kept it. No, they, no one would have cared. What could they do about it? Yeah, Gino, do you have another one? Honestly, I I think I have one that like we should mention for this list. And other than that, I'm gonna say like that that'll be it. I know when I was in high school there was a lot of like one of one of my friends was a really, really, really big Sonic fan and he really, really, really enjoyed Sonic Colors, and I, I do want to, I do want to shout out to Sonic Colors, especially now that the, the remake has just come out. Sonic Colors was probably like the only good Sonic game of that generation. Like you had Sonic Secret Rings, you had Sonic in the Black Knight, and then you had Colors, which was such a breath of fresh air and just so universally loved. Just, I'd, I'd like to put that one out there. I know you guys have played it and maybe just forgot, but I just thought I'd throw that one out there. And then, does anyone have any, like, honorable mentions? Because, like, I'm also out. Wait, you're actually nominating Sonic Colors? Yeah, I, yeah, I think I will. Yeah, I, I feel like it should be here. That's fair. Okay, honorable mentions. Anybody have some that they want to throw out? Uh, yes, I will, I will definitely have one right off the bat, if that's okay. Sure, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to say Smash Bros. Brawl. And for the re- like, the only reason why I didn't personally nominate this game here is because Brawl and like, the, and Smash Bros. as a series in general has like every game has improved on the one before it. So and and like, it's primarily a multiplayer game, and we went over this in the GameCube podcast. And by we, I mean you guys. <laughs> but um, it's one of those things where like, it's it's primary all multiplayer, right? And if you're just expanding on the multiplayer aspect of it by adding new stages, new rosters, and new fighting mechanics, you're not really like doing too much to like evolve it as a series. So I'd like to, I'd like to say Brawl just because, even though it had like all the random tripping and things like that, we got lots of really cool new things like the final smash mechanic and uh, some really cool hype characters like Sonic, uh, like Snake, like Diddy Kong, Wario. Yeah, a lot of fan favorites that missed the cut from Melee uh, made it into this game, which was cool. And also, Gino, but Brawl does have one thing that could arguably be worth revisiting, which is the Subspace Emissary. It's like the most in-depth single-player mode in any Smash Bros. game. And love it or, or hate it, there's no denying like like how ambitious that was to have all the characters in the game in this mode cutscenes and they have interactions with each other and like i really wish smash bros would do something like that again i know why they won't sakurai said like because of the the fact that the cutscenes got leaked and all that and now there's just way too many characters from smash bros he do something like that justice but like it was still really cool and i remember we revisited it a couple years ago we had a decent time with it so just yeah brawl i think is definitely an honorable mention. Like I wouldn't put it on the main list, but um, the only one I have on here, surprised no one else said it, but um, Metroid Prime 3 Corruption, that was my first Metroid Prime game. I think it's my second favorite Metroid Prime game, maybe my first, I don't know. I haven't played it in a really long time, so that's why I didn't really feel comfortable nominating it. 
I thought the motion controls really worked with that game. And like it still like like Jules said, it was like a carryover from the GameCube type thing because it was an early Wii game. Yeah, I just loved everything about it. I loved the the story. I loved the tone of the game. I liked the motion controls, gimmicky or not. I don't want to get too into it because it's just an honorable mention. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Metroid Prime Three is great. I have I don't know if those are the only honorable mentions you guys had. I have a few. Yeah, um, that was it for me. Okay, Riley, did you have any? I was gonna say. I don't know, since I already nominated for something else, and I feel like I might put it on another list. And to be fair, I've never actually played through it all the way on Wii, but Resi 4, again, given that's one of the greatest games ever made, I think might should get an honorable mention. Mm-hmm. And what else? With Mateo saying Metro Prime 3, then yeah, it's just going to be Resi 4 for me. Definitely not any Mario Party games, that's for sure. Oh, jeez, yeah. <laughs> is 9 the one um, where y'all ride in a car, or is that 10? Yeah, that's 9. 9 and 10 do that. Oh. And 10. <laughs> yeah. Shmuno. Anyway, honorable mentions. Um, I have a few, so I'm just going to kind of throw them out there. Um, and I think all of these games are good, and I considered nominating them, but we have a fairly large list, but um, I'm not going to talk about them too much. Fire Emblem Radiant Dawn one of was my first Fire Emblem game. It's one of my favorite Fire Emblem games. Also very expensive and hard to find, so I wasn't going to nominate it. Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. Maybe a lot of people don't like this game, but I really like the first game, and I really think even though there's not a ton of content, it was really cool seeing Mario and Sonic crossover, and the the gameplay was fun. Like it's actually one of the better Mario sports games on Wii. Um, so I like that one. Uh, Riley, did you want to interject? Yeah, shout out for them? some of my homies who swear by No More Heroes one and two. Apparently, those are fantastic. Ah, uh, yes, I have played No More Heroes. Um. I haven't played in recent enough memories to to um, nominate though, but those are definitely ones to consider as well. Shout out for Joe as well. Um, now I know everybody here doesn't agree, but I'm going to shout it out for him anyway. He's part of the hub world. Um, he uh, loves Super Mario Strikers Charged. Um, he was number eight on the leaderboards during its first week of release. So, and he was really good at it. So I don't blame him for being for liking it. Um, and keeping on that Mario Sports theme, I also really like Mario Super Sluggers. I think it's the better Mario baseball game. It's a really good game. I don't think good enough to be on this list, but a strong enough game. And then the other two games I'm going to throw on here are, just as honorable mentions, are WarioWare Smooth Moves, a really good WarioWare game, um, one of the stronger WarioWare games, really fun, really great demonstration of the motion controls, a really fun party game just really great altogether and wario land shake it which i personally believe is one of the best wario land games um and i'm surprised nobody threw it on i appreciate wario land shake it's the art style and the animation in that because i believe it was hand drawn right like they like it was really well done yeah it was but animated I, I i think four is the best game in the series but it's still really good um yeah. I actually okay. thought of one, one more honorable mention, sure. uh, and I honestly, I'm not afraid to to defend this game. Metroid Other M, like if you completely disregard the story of that game, and you go from a gameplay pers- like just look at that game from a gameplay perspective, I think it's really solid. Not an amazing game by any means, but like as a Metroid game, gameplay wise, I think it's pretty good. Just yeah. disregard the fact that Samus has to get permission to. Use power-ups, and you'll have a good time. And speaking of such, I do actually have one more. Kirby's Epic Yarn, which might be the easiest game of all time, but regardless, um, is a very fun game. Okay, 
I think we can get to the de- deliberations now. Mm-hmm. So you ready to hear the list? Yep. So we have, I believe it's 15 games. Kirby's Return to Dreamland, Super Paper Mario, Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, Okami, Wii Sports, Super Mario Galaxy 2, Super Mario Galaxy 1, New Super Mario Bros. Wii, Disney's Epic Mickey, Xenoblade Chronicles, Animal Crossing City Folk, Punch-Out, Donkey Kong Country Returns, and Sonic Colors. So, the deliberation can begin. As always, what can we remove immediately? Do you know... Colors? Yeah. As much as it pains... Yeah, Sonic Colors, we can get rid of that. I just... I I honestly should have saved that as a honorable mention. No worries. Um, Okay, Sonic Colors is out. I will also say... Uh, I didn't want to mention it when you said it, Jules, but like I said, Mario Galaxy 1 and Mario Galaxy 2 are very, like, very close. Like, they're so close. Like, I think one is a hair better than the other. Like, it's so, that's how close it is in my eyes. But if no one else thinks Mario Galaxy 2 is better than Mario Galaxy 1, I'm fine with one being on, instead of two, I can't see both Mario Galaxy games being mm-hmm. on the list. So um, I'm Probably. fine with dropping Galaxy 2 for Galaxy 1. So Okay. Sure. As long as everybody's yeah, okay honestly, with that. For, for the Mario Galaxies, for me, it's a coin toss, honestly. They're so, they're so close. Like, it's... I agree, too. I think, again, like, I think what puts me over the edge is just that full package deal of Super Mario Galaxy. Like, it feels like the next Mario game. One is the more accessible game currently. Yes. Because yes. Galaxy 2 isn't on 3D All-Stars, right? Valid. Okay. But, what else can we toss? I'm going to uh, come out and say, I know that Sarah would not be happy with this, and I don't know how you'd feel, Gino, but again, as I've said with many, many a time with a lot of games, is I feel like a game like Animal Crossing City Folk, like Animal Crossing doesn't change that much. Um, and ultimately, like while City Folk, I have a lot of great memories with City Folk, and I really like City Folk. I do think that you can get that experience from later games in the series. I, I agree with that. I, I I just wanted to say that like City Folk, just I have lots of really good memories with. It was really my first taste of Animal Crossing, and that's fair. Like I, that's why I have such fond memories of the first game is because it was my first one. So like I totally understand the validity of that that feeling. Like in that attachment to the game. Okay, what else? I don't think Punch Out is gonna make the the final five, but I just think that game is really unique on the system. You can even use the Wii Balance Board to play it, which is weird. Uh, we forgot to mention Wii Fit. No, Wii Fit. Oh God, <laughs> not really a game. More, yeah. But yeah, like it's just it's just something that it was a cool throwback for Nintendo to do. And it really made like it, it. I think that game more than any game that Next Level made before it really solidified them as like a, a really solid uh, studio for Nintendo. And now they're actually owned by Nintendo. So like it, I I think it it definitely deserved that recognition. So, but yeah, I'm I'm fine with Punch Out being taken off. So okay, well I think well right now we're at I believe eleven. One thing we can also do is we can start talking about is there any games we feel should just go right on? I think Mario Galaxy 1 was is definitely up there. How does the group feel about Gino's request? I'm fine with that. 
I've never really liked Mario Galaxy, but I understand how everyone else seems to. I don't think it's a shoe-in. I do think it's a shoe-in, only because it's one of the only 3D platformers that's done well on the Switch, or sorry, on the Wii. And at that, it's also fantastic. Like, I do think Super Mario Galaxy would be on this list. But we can hold off on it as well if we don't feel like that's accurate. I don't know. I just don't want to be like too cautious and like, oh, let's sit and deliberate for like too, too long. I'm like, I'm ready at this point here just to throw my top five. Like, these are my five. What do you guys think? Okay. Well, okay. So let's just hold off on our galaxy. Here's one we can do easy. There are four 2D platformers on this list. We can maximum keep two. So we have Donkey Kong Country Returns. We have Super, New Super Mario Bros. Wii. We have Kirby's Return to Dreamland. And we have Super Paper Mario. And Super Paper Mario isn't even... Like, it is a 2D platformer. It's a little bit more than that, but we're going to group it into well. this. It's also an RPG, but it's more like a 2D platformer with RPG elements than it is an RPG. But either way, we should look at those four games and maybe break that down to two. If I had to pick two, I would say New Super Mario Bros. Wii and Donkey Country Returns to be taken off. I think New Super Mario Bros. I, I just... You guys know how the way, I, the way I feel about New Super Mario Bros. games. I understand the significance of New Super Mario Bros. Wii and the multiplayer thing, but we're not talking about like the most significant game or the most important historical yeah. game or anything like that. It's still like generic-looking Mario game. and It's also that... Yeah, and it's like that argument with Animal Crossing too. Like, really, like you can get that experience from Mario Maker or from... One of the new worlds, right? Like maybe not. I don't think 3D world. No, like to a degree, but not like you can get the exact same. Like the only difference really is like there's a few different power ups and the levels are different. But like at least New Super Mario Bros. Wii, New Super Mario Bros. Two, and New Super Mario Bros. U are all very much the same. The first game is a little bit different because it did some different things and it was still figuring itself out. But the latter three are definitely pretty much the same so i i would agree with you that i don't think news from marlboro's we would move forward especially in contention with the other three games on here i feel like donkey kong country needs to be on the list just because it was just received very very well the general sentiment of the community was like oh my god yes they're bringing they're bringing back donkey kong and like the gameplay was just good those shadow levels that they did really also inspire other types of uh, levels in games. Like, for instance, in Mario 3D World, like, they had those shadow levels too, right? Where you're just just watching the shadows of the characters. Yeah, you don't have, like, the accents of the tie like Donkey Kong did. It wasn't as artsy, but, like, you have those elements. The Tiki's were also, like, decent. Yeah, they're not the Kremlins, but, like, obviously they want to do something different with it, right? So... See, my thing with Donkey Kong Country Returns, I think if I was taking Donkey Kong Country Returns at face value, I would agree with you. The reason I'm not, and again, this is like my own biases like appearing, is I'm looking at the other two games, and I personally wouldn't put it through just because like I believe firmly that Kirby's Return to Dreamland is the best Kirby game. And for that reason, I would rather that game move forward than Donkey Kong Country Returns, which I don't feel is the best Donkey Kong game. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then Super Paper Mario, I feel, is unique enough and has a very different... Like, I feel like, really, when we're talking about these three games, the ones that are most in contention are Donkey Kong Country Returns and Kirby's Return to Dreamline because they're the most similar. And Super Paper Mario is kind of its own thing. And I appreciate it for being its own thing. And I also do think it's better than probably both these games, in my opinion. I like it better than both Kirby's Return to Dreamland and Donkey Kong Country Returns. And I just think the co-op is done better in Kirby's Return to Dreamland too. Like, I don't know if you remember this. Like, I don't know how you guys play Donkey Kong Country Returns, but my biggest gripe with Donkey Kong Country Returns was it was marketed as a multiplayer experience, but it was a single-player experience because yep. all of the minecart levels, um, everything that had to do with like like animal buddies, like anything like that, was all like once you get to those points, it becomes a single-player game, and like the second controller has no input uh, on those things. And I, that was where I lost a little bit of appreciation for the game is because I felt like, well, I like it as a solo experience, but it didn't feel like the multiplayer worked or that they tried to make the multiplayer work. It felt like an add on. Whereas like Kirby's return to dreamland felt like a multiplayer experience and a single player experience. Yeah. That's my main gripe with donkey Kong also is the, where it's just like, okay, it is more of a single player game, but like if we're talking sheer multiplayer and all that kind of stuff, Jules, I don't know. Like I understand your, your attachment to Kirby and everything. I thought Mar- new super Mario bros. We did it better. That's fair. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah, I'm fine with Kirby and Paper Mario staying on for now. What are we looking at? Because like, like I'm getting kind of nervous for for Wii Sports. <laughs> I I think it needs personally, like out of pure nostalgia, and just like I know it's just a glorified tech demo, but I don't know. There's something about Wii Sports. We we don't need to get to Wii Sports yet because I still think there's another big one that we can talk about, which is we have three Zelda likes. We have literally two Zelda games, and we have Okami. So I feel like if we whittle those down to one or two, then we're in a good position to start deciding what the actual five are. I will say this. This is both for and against Okami at the same time. Um, It's been ported to everything, so it's really accessible, but it's not really a primary Wii experience anymore. Maybe not, but it still is a Wii game. It's best on Wii or on and it started on Wii, right? And like, while I acknowledge that it was ported to everything, I still firmly believe, like, if it's going on a list, it's that has to be this list. Like, this is the one it started in. This is where it gained its its popularity. This is the reason why it got ported to everything is because it was so damn popular on the Wii and so damn critically like acclaimed that they were like let's port it to everything after and like for me i kind of ruined okami for myself by not playing it on wii i played it on xbox one when okami hd got released and that game to me i think i would have felt it was a slog regardless because i think the game is too long but the fact that i had to use the the control stick as the paintbrush really took something away and it made it feel Like, whatever I felt about the game was amplified, and it made the experience worse for me. I feel like I wouldn't have had as, not negative of an experience, but my experience probably would have been more memorable, and I probably would have been higher on the game than I I am now if I would have played it on Wii. But, yeah, I still understand the importance, and I see why people have such an attachment to the game. 
Well, I think there's only one logical answer to to figure this out. And this is the logic I'm using. There's only one logical way to look at this. Okami is very unique. It's the different game here, right? Like picking Okami would mean that we're picking it over Zelda games. It means that we're like saying like, hey, like this is really different. It was unique. It's something from the Wii. Um, And then looking at Zelda, like obviously Zelda and Link as a character is like such a big icon. And especially like looking at Skyward Sword, it was the first link in the timeline and like it's it's so meaningful now what has both twilight princess features both a wolf and link and therefore is the best of both okami and skyward sword so by picking twilight princess technically we're picking all three hey i think though like i would legitimately pick probably would legitimately pick twilight princess over skyward sword just because I think the dungeon design of that game's better. The motion controls aren't super intrusive like they are with Skyward Sword. And I just think the the flow of the game's better because you don't fight bosses multiple times. The world isn't separated like it is in Skyward Sword where it's kind of annoying sometimes, but like I'm I would be fine picking Twilight Princess over over those games. I'd be fine picking Twilight over Skyward. Especially because of Twilight HD, right? And the improvements that that game had on the original. So, but but he, but we shouldn't be considering that. We should be considering it in its form on the Wii. But like, I don't know. Like, the thing is, like, I'm very torn between like when we're just talking Zelda between Twilight and Skyward because Skyward is a better representation of what the Wii is than Twilight Princess is. Even though I prefer Twilight Princess as a Zelda game, and I think it is a better Zelda game than Skyward Sword, when I think about the Wii, like Skyward Sword shows off more of what the Wii is capable of. And this goes back to like when we were talking about DS, and I'm like, I'm more inclined to pick something that actually uses the touchscreen than something that's just a game on the DS. That being said, when it comes to Zelda, I have a pretty big bias, and like I'm willing to kind of sacrifice that to be like Twilight Princess. So I'm going to say this. I'm okay with any three of these games going on, and I almost don't want to be part of this decision unless I need to be. So I'm going to kind of let you guys decide. I didn't play Okami, and I think Skyward's better on Switch. Well, it sounds like we're all kind of leaning toward Twilight. Now, Riley, I know you didn't play Okami, but how about you? You've played both Skyward Sword and Twilight Princess. My honest opinion, I like Skyward Sword better. Well, at least in terms of gameplay and game design. In terms of story and atmosphere, I like Twilight Princess better. I feel like the consensus is Twilight Princess. Yeah, you know what? Just go with Twilight. Okay, so Okami and Skyward are removed. We have seven games. So I think we got to start putting some on the list. Mario Galaxy, and I still think, is a shoe-in. I want to say Wii Sports is. Xenoblade, Xenoblade's a good one, too. I, and I think Jules and Mateo both will agree that Xenoblade Chronicles probably should be on this list. But it didn't really do anything unique to the Wii with motion controls. That's my only, like, that's my only shtick with Xenoblade. Sure, but if you look at every game on this list, other than Wii Sports, 
there isn't any games on this list other than Wii Sports that really did anything unique with the motion controls. We removed all the games that did anything unique with motion controls. Well, you're still using so, like, the pointer and stuff. And but that's not and, unique. Like that's just basic, like like lazy motion controls. Like there's not really any games here that are innovative with their motion controls. I'm gonna go out and say this right now, and I'm probably the only one that cares, but. I think we can take Epic Mickey off. I'm surprised it made it this far. I don't see like a, like Epic Mickey is probably the cheapest game on this list, and yet it's only available on Wii. But I just don't think the quality and polish of the game I don't think is at the same level as like a first party Nintendo game, right? So that's my only thing. Like I I, I think if I'm the only one that cares about Epic Mickey, I'm willing to sacrifice it. So we have six games. And then basically we should just go around and say the game we don't think should be on the list, and then we have our five. Okay. And I feel like I'm. I feel honestly, Mateo, I'll 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 save everyone the 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 trouble if we're at this. I feel like I'm the only one really vying and pushing for Wii Sports. Just I don't think I'm you are. Right. I don't think you are. I think really? we should just go around and say what which one we don't want on. So don't worry. I'm gonna kick this off. Um, so just to remind everybody what's left. We have Kirby's Return Dreamland, Super Paper Mario, Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, Wii Sports, Super Mario Galaxy, and Xenoblade Chronicles. Those are six games. Now, I'm going to go on a limb and say this, and this is going to probably sound controversial, but I don't think Twilight Princess should be on this list. Neither do I. When I think about it. Twilight Princess is my favorite Zelda game as a massive Zelda fan and one of my favorite games of all time. I still don't think it should be on a Wii list. It should be on a GameCube list. And had I been part of the GameCube Essentials, maybe there would have been a bit more of a push for it. But when I look at the other games on this list, they feel like Wii games. They are way more quintessential to their respective series. Like while Wii Sports could be like considered not on the like maybe not the media thing, I think it's just so representative of the Wii and like it's such a good demonstration of the tech. And like I think Super Paper Mario is such a great, unique story-driven game. Xenoblade Chronicles, like like no offense, if this was one game on the list, Xenoblade Chronicles would be one, like my one. Like I think that game is like you can't not put that game on the list. And then Return to Dreamland, maybe I have a heavy bias for it, but I, I don't know that multiplayer experience. I just, I don't know. It's really shifting my, my perspective. So that's me. Like I get Wii Sports, the significance of Wii Sports, and like, but the thing is, Wii Sports was the game I put in the Wii for like. 15 20 minutes played it and then i just put it down and then played twilight princess until the next big wii game came out and i didn't really go back to play wii sports and like i don't think people today need that introduction to motion controls because of how motion controls are in everything all the major consoles had motion control devices whether it was connect or playstation move the, the Switch has motion controls. Wii U had motion controls. Your phones, mobile games have motion controls and gyroscope and accelerometer, all those things. I don't think Wii Sports, like, at the time, it was a mind-blowing, like, a breakthrough in technology, but it's not that anymore. And I don't think 
I feel comfortable recommending someone a 10-minute experience over a full-length Zelda game, a full-length Kirby, full-length Mario, Paper Mario, all that. I just don't think Wii Sports is as big as a deal now as it was back then. I mean, that's a very valid argument. I don't necessarily disagree with that. By the way, um, Wii Sports Resort. <laughs> well, Wii Sports no. Resort, if you would have nominated Wii Sports Resort, I think it would have been better because it's there's more to do in that game. And the Wii Motion Plus had a very similar thing than the 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 Wii Remote. Like it was a that was a, the next step in motion control technology. There's more really fun games in Sports Resort, but we know no one nominated it. But I think that's fair. Why don't we see like Riley? What what are your thoughts? Because Matteo feels Wii Sports. Me and Gino both kind of said Twilight. I'm kind of on the fence. For me, it's a toss up between Twilight and uh, if I'm being honest, Xenoblade. Well, fair enough. Then that it's Twilight Princess, then, right? I don't so, know. I'm on the f- fence sitting now. Like your argument with Wii Sports <laughs> is making me feel like you're not wrong. Like, why would we tell somebody to go back and play Wii Sports when that experience is so integral to like so many modern games that like it's not even like it's almost like with Duck Hunt when we were talking about with the NES. It's like, of course, we want to recommend it, but like that experience is was like a timed experience like nobody now will be able to replicate that experience because it's become such an integral part of gaming that like going back it's not going to feel good you know like maybe what we're recommending is an experience that doesn't exist anymore i mean and the the other thing is like we sports tennis i always felt we sports tennis tennis should have been had player controlled uh, character movement not AI moving to wherever the ball is. I, I that I still I didn't like it back then and I still don't like it now. Well, now I think I've changed. I think I'm more I'm leaning back at Wii Sports should go. Like I I wanted it to represent the motion controls of the console because I still feel like everything here has very minimal use of motion controls. But then again, when I think about Wii in general, Wii in general had very minimal use of motion controls in unique ways. Like there were only like a handful of good games that did it well and otherwise it was more supplementary and so i i don't know it's like the 3ds with 3d like who bought a 3ds for 3d adriano did he has 3d on for everything all the time i i let me correct that people did buy the wii for motion controls but like the motion controls were the type of thing where like it was novel for its time and then you got and played other games on the system that didn't rely on that. For me, at least, like, I got sick of the motion controls real quick on the Wii. And, like, like, and that's what I wanted to relate to 3DS. Like, I got sick of the 3D mechanic on 3DS very quickly. And Nintendo did, too. But, like, look at those later games on Wii and how, like, basically none of them, aside from Skyward Sword, really had motion tech. Like, Smash Bra- Brawl didn't, Mario Kart didn't, like, there's a lot of big well, games that didn't this, have it. I, f- I feel like Gino and Riley seem to be very strongly vouching for Wii Sports, and that's fair. I'm going to recognize my bias here, and I'm going to say maybe Kirby's Return to Dreamland shouldn't be on this list. Ooh, I, th- I, I, don't, I think you're just talking crazy now. Well, because I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I feel comfortable dropping Twilight Princess anymore now, and like looking at the list diversity. 
even though like I can see a world where Twilight's not on this list, Jules, I did have to dis- disagree with one thing. One thing that you said earlier, where you said you associate Twilight with the GameCube, I think that is completely backwards. Twilight, in my opinion, is a Wii game. I'm not saying it sh- it isn't on like it's not a Wii game. I'm saying I would want it on a GameCube list because I think it's better on GameCube than it is on Wii. So that's just me. Like GameCube is the way it was intended to be played. The map is the way it's supposed to be on GameCube, and the motion controls aren't great on Wii. But that being said, I definitely, like I said, I Xenoblade is like to me one of the most definitive games on Wii. Period. Like and like, I'm not dropping Xenoblade. So I very, I very much want Kirby on there. Like. I wasn't as honestly. Cool about Wii Sports it, but I... can come off. Yeah, I I'm willing to switch to Wii Sports. My only gripe is we're kind of establishing a precedent here. If a Zelda game goes on pretty much every one of our thing our lists, I still I'm very against that idea, and I still think that y'all should have considered it differently in the game we won. But that's for a later time. It should give you peace of mind that I'm sure when we do the Wii U one. There won't be a Zelda game on the Wii U one. Yeah, the def- I don't think there will. <laughs> um, in any <laughs> case, why don't we say this? Like, obviously, our five is not going to include Wii Sports, but with like a heavy asterisk, the same way that we like we talked about Duck Hunt in the NES one. Like, if we could give you the experience we all had with Wii Sports from a as a kid, we would have it on this list. But the reality is what kind of Mateo said is like you likely will not have that experience. It's yeah. not going to feel novel. It's not going to feel unique. It's not going to feel great. It's going to feel like a tech demo, um, unfortunately. And that's something we just kind of have to admit, even though it was so integral to our experience as a, as we players. Like, Even though we feel it's essential to our experience in the past as we players, ultimately this we list is not about our past with the system. It's about the future of people playing it and the Wii Sports doesn't necessarily have a place there, unfortunately. So that means that our final five are Kirby's Return to Dreamland, Super Paper Mario, Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, Super Mario Galaxy, and Xenoblade Chronicles. This is definitely the most single player focused list we've ever created. That being said, if I'm being honest with you, when I think about the Wii, a lot of my experiences with it were very single player. I think Nintendo's multiplayer really suffered during the Wii era, despite the fact that they were throwing multiplayer into a lot of their games. Like most of their multiplayer came from single player games like Kirby or New Super Mario Bros. Wii or Donkey Kong. Like there weren't a lot of multiplayer focused games and none that were really that good. Like the Mario Sports games, despite the Wii being a match made in heaven for Mario Sports games, didn't exist for the most part. Mm-hmm. And like the ones that did exist were very gimmicky. So anyway, that's our final list. So we hope you enjoyed our what actually was a much more difficult breakdown than I thought it would be, to be honest. Um, yeah, I'd have to say though too. So like all the games happens. we mentioned, yeah, <laughs> all the games we mentioned, like all great games. Please check them out. We is a fairly accessible system. Go pick one up. In any case, thank you for joining us today. We hope that you enjoyed the list please remember to like and subscribe follow us on spotify also listen to us on apple podcasts and on google podcasts and we have some great content coming up um this fall so please um continue to 
watch and listen. And if you have any, if you want to weigh in, tell us that our opinions are wrong, please comment. Otherwise, I think we can say goodbye. Yeah, see you, everyone. So, there they go. Microsoft, make a new banjo game.